When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Here we go again. Another story about something bad in a canned goods item. So, a guy buys a four-pack of baked beans, the Brankston baked beans, okay? And he comes home from work. He's had them for a week or so. He comes home from work. He opens up the can. He throws it in the pot. Because there's nothing like a hard day's, after a hard day's work, a nice big can of baked beans heated on the stove. You know that as well as I do. And then he started heating it up a little bit. And then he looked down into the pan and realized there was an eyeball in with the beans. Now, okay. Was there? All right. Now, there's, there's a picture. Of a bowl of baked beans <laughs> with an eyeball in it. <laughs> that will be the picture that I post to let you know when the podcast is up today. I promise you, for those of you that follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, you will see the first picture of the bowl of baked beans with the eyeball looking back at you. However, so this guy says, I'm usually a pretty strong stomach guy, but this one, uh, this one really kind of turned my stomach. Did it? Okay. I mean, did you eat any of the beans that are aside from the eyeball? You know, I mean, just let slide the eyeball. It's kind of like the little piece of pork that you get with the pork and beans. Nobody ever eats that. You just throw it. Wait, do you do? Oh, okay. Never mind. But most people just, you know, put that off to the side and don't eat it. Because, first of all, is that really pork? There's another investigation that needs to happen. Is that really pork in the pork and beans? And is that misleading in the can of pork beans? Let's say it's pork and beans, but all you get is it is pork and beans, but it isn't pork and beans. You know what I'm saying. It's pork and beans, but it isn't pork and beans yeah yeah that's right so anyway so this guy takes a photograph and he contacts the company and you know says i found an eyeball in my baked beans so now the investigation is underway now the company said they're currently looking into this along with the relevant authorities i like that answer the relevant authorities means that if you're trying to scam brankston baked beans out of some cash and besmirching our good baked bean name by saying there was an eyeball in it we're gonna go after you now according to a spokesperson for brankston they uh said the photograph would appear to show mold that will have developed due to a small perforation that has allowed air to enter Damage to a can such as this is rare occurrence and most likely have happened when the can was in transit or in the store (laughs) uh he doesn't say this but what he's saying is there's no way in hell that happened at the plant okay we don't have a one-eyed guy walking around the plant maybe they do 
maybe i mean now they do they just threw the one-eyed guy and what's in the other cans of that mark i mean holy cow we need a brankston bean recall because maybe the rest of the body is broken up into the whole lot of that baked beans i mean now we're gonna (laughs) i could have eaten a finger oh just think of the part you could have had nah don't worry about that welcome to chewing the fat So this is just a helpful hint from Chewing the Fat. From me, Jeff Fisher, here at Chewing the Fat, to you. Always make sure when you have your laptop in front of you and you're working and you've got it plugged in, that it is actually plugged in. And that the power strip that it's plugged in is actually turned on. Now this laptop that I have here, this whatever it is, what what is this? It's a Windows... It's a Surface, right? Microsoft Surface Pro, yeah. And Microsoft, and I like it. It's fine. I like it. I like it how it disconnects from the keyboard, turns into a, a tablet. I like it. Uh, but I, you know, so the plug for it though, and and I'm down a plug too. By the way, I'm only I'm down to one plug now. I do not like that Sam I am. But uh, so when you plug it in, the light pops on and lets you know that it's charging. Right. So if you plug it in and it's along the side, so unless you specifically look to see if that light is on. You don't know whether the strip is plugged, turned on, or yesterday. I was just reminded of this, talking to Chris about making sure that this was plugged in, because sometimes I forget to make sure the strip is turned on, so it just shuts off. You know, boom. and so yesterday I'm at the desk in my in the home studio, and I the when I bring the laptop up, I plug it in back behind a, a printer in the office, and you know, string it over to the desk. And so uh, my wife was in there doing something over there and whatever the hell she was doing over there. And I said, hey, plug this in. And so she reaches behind the printer and I'm like, we're good. Slap it on. You know, I'm working. All of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm really concerned because I'm only down to one charger now. That If this charger goes, I'm done. I got I to gotta hunt down another charger. I don't know where you'd get those. Is there a thing that you can get new chargers anywhere in America? I don't think there are. I think they're all stuck on ships now. I don't know. I don't know if Amazon has them or not, but we'll find out when this one goes out. I'll tell you that. So I realized that my wife has plugged it in in the back, but she plugged it into the two wrong holes on the strip. It's really strange. I know. Don't look at me like that. She put it in the wrong hole. I can't help that. Well, Anyway, so I mean, I'm just I'm just being careful now. That's a helpful hint for me to you here on Chewing the Fat. At all times, make sure that your laptops are properly plugged in and charging. You're welcome. Did you see where the United Airlines executive that has been missing for more than a year was just found? And it was sadly, I mean, he was found, and he had apparently committed suicide so he went missing more than a year ago they finally a year later now they just found his human remains hanging in the forest holy cow well first of all stop for a moment and think about coming across that okay now i just i know what the hell is that dad so apparently, 
<laughs> I gotta stop. I'm not laughing at the sadness of the story. Okay, it's laughing about thinking about running across. Anyway, so he went missing. Apparently, he was under investigation, and life was, you know, coming to you know an end. And he thought everything was over, and he just disappeared. And they found his car. His vehicle was found parked outside of this nature preserve. But they never found his body. They searched this 2,500-acre, four-mile-square forest. And they searched it for months. Now, according to the, you know, the searchers, the area has a dense tree canopy with very thick briars and dense vegetation. Oh, and it was not near where police found his vehicle. Oh. Okay, so, oh, well, we just left him hanging out there for a year. All right. Just really, uh, okay, so they identified him through his dental records. And it's, you know, very, and it brings closure to the family, which is, you know, really good. I mean, the guy just disappeared, right? I mean, he was in an ongoing investigation and with, from United Airlines, nobody has said what the investigation was about. It was some criminal investigation, but nobody says what it's about. And even in the story, they talk about, wow, he never did say what it was being investigated about. And the company says they can't talk about it. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, can we talk about it now? Uh, You know, I mean, the guy's been missing for a year. And now we know where he is and where he's been. Can we talk about what he was being investigated for? But he just, he went, was going about his life and then he just disappeared and apparently went out into the forest and hung himself. Now, as a, as a, as a murder show aficionado, is it possible that he did not commit suicide and he's been held hostage for this past year and they finally just ended his life hung him out in the woods or I mean I guess you kind of know that by the dad what's that hanging up there Uh, I shouldn't have done this story never mind okay so they searched for this guy for six months Six months. Now, that's amazing that they have that they didn't find him. I know I said I shouldn't have talked about the story, but I can't get out of my head. So it's in a park, this waterfall Glen Forest Preserve in DuPage County, Illinois. So he was last seen in his home in Elmhurst, blah, blah, blah. But they searched for him for six months. They sent out multiple search parties, dogs, drones, helicopters. All of those people should be fired. The dogs, have a nice day. Goodbye. Take care. You know what? We don't need your help anymore. We're going to get some new dogs. Are you kidding me? Come on. The guy is is hanging from a tree. Got to be something dripping down, right? I mean, the dogs have got to smell something. Right? Am I wrong? All right, I'll let it go. I'll let it go.
I'm just, it's incredible. We didn't find this guy for a year. And I realize that the area is has a dense tree canopy and very thick briars and dense vegetation. Oh, okay. Did the dogs decide, man, that's too thick over there? <laughs> nope, not going over there. I'm going to look over here. I didn't find him over here. Give me a break. I I can't. Maybe the dogs were thrown off by the way different bushes smell. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we know that we have, we just, there's plants out there that emit bad odors, right? There's the, uh, the corpse plant. That we talked about that one just that one just went up in San Francisco, right? At the there was a broken down gas station or something. Everybody went to see the wayward corpse plant that's blooming in San Francisco. Now, in Europe, at the uh, University of Leiden's Botanical Garden in the Netherlands, they just had the amorpho. Amorphophallus. Yeah, that's what I said. The Amorphophallus decasilvae bloom at the botanical gardens. Now, the Amorphophallus is also known as a rare penis plant. Now, I could call it that, or I could just call it Amorphophallus. I'm not sure which one I like better. penis plant or amorphophallus so the last time that one of these plants bloomed at the Leiden hortus botanicus was in 1997 it was a different plant though this is a young one six years nurtured by a botanical garden nurturist And I, and I thought, is that the same as the corpse plant? Because it talks in the story how it, the pungent smell that it uh, that it releases when it blooms, and so it so this one is six and a half feet tall. I mean, that's a pretty big amorphophallus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And the picture of all the people standing around taking pictures. Mostly women, by the way, standing around taking pictures. I wonder what. Oh, look at that! I wish, I wish Billy was like that and, and more of a amorphophallus. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, 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 a good thing he doesn't smell like this, though. <laughs> so anyway, they're cousins, or they're related. All right, the amorphophallus is related to the. Uh, giant it's called a amorphophallus titanium that's the giant penis plant it's related to that it's not that though this is just this one is just the little old amorphophallus yeah it's not the uh, titanium amorphophallus or the corpse flower so it is they're just related to the corpse flower so they both grow big and smell when they bloom and it's also related now 
I don't know that I've ever seen these are all from the Indonesian rainforest where they're where they're you know where they're known from but this one now we've seen the corpse flower or the amorphophallus titanium in uh in California that one went off now this one in uh in the Netherlands is just a little amorphophallus but there's also another one that is the amorphophallus gigas <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i guess that's the giant giant penis plant i don't know the g-i-g-a-s it's the amorphophallus gigas i like titanium better titanium sounds like that's the giant penis amorphophallus plant. yeah the giant amorphophallus. <laughs> so maybe the dogs were smelling that i don't know if illinois has that or not we have they do have one a corpse flower does bloom at the chicago botanic garden so maybe i mean the pungent smell could have reaped over to whatever county they were in what is that dupage county there in illinois there's one in new york botanical gardens and the one uh u.s botanic garden in washington so i guess the gas station in san francisco doesn't count as a botanical garden but there's one there too so again they wanted the gas station i think is the titanium right because they called that the corpse flower the giant penis plant so the one in california i gotta look that up yeah so the one in california is the titanium which is the giant amorphophallus penis plant and so the one in netherlands is not a titanium it's just a regular amorphophallus so congratulations but the point is is perhaps the dogs were smelling that and that's how they missed the united airlines guy possible all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh man i will say i continue to try to like the new Coca-Cola Zero. And while I enjoy the cold beverage, I don't get the refreshing after the new Coca-Cola Zero. Very disheartening. So anyway, sad news yesterday. Uh, more sad news, actually. I mean, we could, every day is just some kind of sad news. What is going on with the world? We need something to uplift us. Why don't you just do something that would uplift us on the show then, fat man? No, I can't do that. So, uh, Keemstar, those of you that know Keemstar from uh, Drama Alert Nation on YouTube, he's retiring. I know. I was sad too. The guy drives me crazy. All right. My my son got me watching him. Uh, it's called Drama Alerts on YouTube. It's Keemstar. I don't know. He's got, I don't know, six or seven million followers. And, you know, he's a huge YouTube guy and he, and his drama alert and he does, you know, stories about inside YouTube, what's going on. And I love the whole premise. I love the idea. He's a little, I never liked the way he did. Let's get to the news. You know, the way he does it, but you know, it works for him. And anyway, he's retiring. And I watched his uh, video of him retiring because I thought he was going to say, Oh, I'm retired. I'll be back in a year. I just need some time off. Well, he's had enough. And he gave a really heartfelt 
uh, reason why, and he's looking for a replacement. So he's still going to keep the drama alert uh, alive. He's going to look for a replacement, which you know would be a good gig actually. And I've got a couple of ideas of how, who should do it and how they should do it. And uh, Keem starts. Keem, give me a call. I'm here for you, man. All right. But one of the things that he talked about was struggling with YouTube and how they uh, changed, how the algorithms kept changing and what a struggle it was and how much work it was and how much work doing the show is. You know, he said he he just wants to get out of the house once in a while. He's out, you know, 20, it's, the show's 24 hours. He's always working. He's always inside the house. And, it, you know, so he, he wants a little, amazingly, he wants to work on some other stuff. Well, like his YouTube channel has been 14 years. But the drama alert stuff, I think, has been seven or eight years. But uh, the amount of downloads he's got, I mean, has provided him a pretty good living. So I'm sure that while staying in the house is difficult, I'm sure the house is not the single wide on the back curve of the trailer park lot. So he's probably okay. I don't know that, though. I don't know that. Anyway, Keem. Good luck. Bless your heart. I hope you find somebody new that can take your place. And I think my plan is for Keemstar, though, really, everybody's going to try to be him. That's a mistake. Because he's, you know, you. everybody's going to try, you, let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. You need to do it different. And I got a couple ideas of how to do it that I think would be enjoyable for YouTube and for Keemstar. Again, call me. That's what I am. I'm an idea man. That's what I am. That's what I'm idea man. Dune. We talked about it on Monday. For those of you listening live, today is the 27th of October, 2021. And uh, Dune, you know, dropped this past weekend. And I gave you my review on Monday. And uh, so you go back and listen to the podcast. I don't want to, you know, give you the entire review like I did on Monday. Holy cow! I mean, hours and hours review on Dune. But uh, they finally—I don't know why they waited. They, they, the reports were that they were waiting to see if it was going to be a hit before they greenlit a part two. Uh, we talked about it on Monday. I was like, they really, after they made everyone aware that this eight-hour-long movie was part one, they should have immediately said, well, part two is coming. But they didn't. They, you know, well, I guess it was just exciting to find out if it's actually going to happen or not. So they finally, uh, yesterday, said, oh, yeah, we greenlit. Uh, new, 2023 for Dune 2. So we'll see if that actually happens. Uh, I don't know. You might be, it might be, well, yeah, we said 2023, but one thing led to another and scheduling conflicts. Somebody fired a gun on set. We got to show, we got to close this thing down. Holy cow, man. The nightmare it, it seems to be getting worse on that too. From Alec Baldwin's movie, rust, the shooting. And you know, it's, horrible what happened but the mistakes that happened that led to this shooting and death and wounding of another human really is uh, unforgivable 
I don't know that uh, I don't know that you get past that. And somebody needs to be held accountable. And I don't know, I don't know who that is. And uh, maybe somehow they all will say that. Well, we all feel accountable. This is bad. It's a terrible thing. First of all, do you? Oh, I know what you say, but it's really. I mean, the Hollywood has taken a, uh, and, and as well they should. I mean, you've I've heard from different actors that are saying how bad protocol was and how you know it goes from the prop guy to the director to the actor and everybody double checks and triple checks everything and i heard one actor say you never point a gun at another human being well that's not true either but we'll see what happens i mean the reports were that uh they was a crap show uh, on set and that they were using the weapons for uh target practice between scenes and lunch breaks and that the gun you know it's just <sighs> someone needs to be held accountable damn it i don't know who that is but somebody better be held accountable yeah oh no this is a close set no see that's not funny that's a little funny. So did you see where the Victoria's Secret model was talking about what she called, oh, what she said her therapist. Ugh. Her therapist called what she was taking bathwater meth. And I thought, what is bath? I mean, I know a number of things about drugs. There's stories I've read. That's, you know, that's how I know about them. Now, she claimed, in, she did, uh, of course, this was an interview in a podcast, not mine. Uh, and she talked about how she was part of Victoria's Secrets and how she, you know, got her wings and then left. But she said that, uh, you know, how body image pressures pushed her over the edge a little bit. Beyond dieting and exercising, the model said she also saw a nutritionist. Now, personally, I want to see this nutritionist myself. I think it's time. I think it's time I break down and see this nutritionist. This nutritionist started her on a diet pill called Fentermine. In the story, it says an, an amphetamine-like prescription appetite suppressant. Yes, I know what Fentermine is, okay? <laughs> they, it was just called, I didn't know that it was called bathwater meth, though. I did not know that. Now the Fenter mine. I know what you're saying. Wait, wasn't that wasn't that taken off the market? Because that was in Fenfen. Aha. No, Fenfen had Fenter mine, and the other Fen was uh, Fenfluramine. Okay, so the one Fen that was really the one that was canceled in the Fenfen wasn't the fen that she was taking all right wasn't it the fen that she was taking but i remember a friend of mine used to take these appetite suppressant pills they were blue with white specks oh man oh man my friend really liked those a lot 
And I don't know if those were Fen Fen or if they were Fen or the other Fen, but they were Fen. I'll tell you that. And my friend really liked that particular Fen, whether it was the Fen or the Fen or the Fen Fen. No one supports zoos more than this show, Chewing the Fat. I'm the, I'm the number one supporter of zoos across America, if not around the world. Now, we also know that the Louisiana Audubon Zoo is joining the list of plenty of other zoos and aquariums across the U.S. vaccinating resident animals against COVID-19. Now, we do know that we have Australia vaccinating koalas against chlamydia there's some serious koala business going on in australia and they are vaccinating uh vaccinating them with against chlamydia a bunch of the koalas actually i wasn't going to do this story but a bunch of koalas have chlamydia and just so you know that's not preferential if you're a koala (laughs) to be honest it's not preferential if you're a human just throwing it out there all right, just letting you know that. Do you realize Australia has lost almost a third of its koala population in three years? Chlamydia is doing some distance on these koalas, man. So you know as well as I do, I have to tell you that chlamydia is a sexually transmitted disease. Hello. But uh, it's being widely spread through the koalas. And I don't know. If the koalas end up, you know, sneaking into another area of the zoo, if they, you know, are having business with, let's say, the koala sneaks up behind a tiger or a whatever, and a giraffe. Let's say you walk by and you see a koala on the back of a giraffe. Does the giraffe get chlamydia too? I guess. So, and it could be spread to the newborns from the mothers who are pregnant ooh, it is not good so they are busy taking care of koalas in australia i'm just saying and they're also taking care of you know the animals back here in america for covid19 it doesn't say anything if they're doing you know multiple vaccinations in australia i mean if you're a koala and you've got chlamydia are you worried about covid19 i don't know i don't know if i was suffering from chlamydia again if i was suffering from chlamydia again i wouldn't be worried about COVID 19 but i guess once you get it taken care of everything's a bother isn't it we all have to be worried now in louisiana new orleans louisiana to be exact they now have a sumatran why can i ever say that right sumatran orangutan expecting twins now remember we talked to the people at the waco zoo i think it was the waco zoo right that we're having the babies the the orangutan was having the baby i think it was the waco zoo and uh 
they were great. It was great. We got to, you know, we talked to the lady that was right inside with the orangutans and the mother was suffering. But then, then we found out that they were training. I don't think this was at the Waco Zoo, but they were training. They, they, the animal experts were training the orangutans to speak. And we had the, we had the one that was actually speaking to us. I know you can't get them to shut up. And then they said, okay okay maybe it's chlamydia i don't know we'll get you vaccinated i mean you can't get them to shut up once they get sick so we have twins coming to new orleans hopefully the orangutans will uh you know not be sick they're they are critically endangered species so there's that and you know that whole endangered species thing that it really gets me now they just they just took an animal off the endangered species list now you think that could happen to other animals yes I mean, we find new animals all the time we just found another species of animal we didn't even know existed that they found in, in uh, the ice somewhere they have no existed oh we didn't even know that was around so i guess that's extinct now too but now we think it's cool because we found it so what animals animals live and die that's what they do they're animals well something else will come along now they just they just took off what i was thinking of is the fish they just took off the endangered status some rare colorado basin fish called the humpback chub right today is full of when you have the amorphophallus and now we have the humpback chub i mean that's a busy show for you today anyway no don't we're not gonna uh, talk about the amorphophallus amorphophallus oh yeah titanium the giant gigas oh yeah sorry baby just the humpback chub. No, stop. <laughs> My point is, is they took it off the critically endangered species list. It happens. It's just amazing to me. Uh, that's all. It's just amazing to me. Although I see also that we're losing, we've talked about this before uh, on this show about losing the American bumblebee. All right. So I think I, I think I, mentioned this last week sometime but we never got into it really that apparently the bumblebee has nearly vanished from eight states now are they just moving i mean are they are we just setting up new hives do we have uh real estate hive agents i trust.com for these bees i don't know i'm just asking so the American bumblebee, the Bombus Pennsylvanicus. Bombus Pennsylvanicus. That's what I said, the American bumblebee. That's the official name. It's called... Bombus Pennsylvanicus. Yeah, that's what I said. So once apparently abundant and found lazily floating around in grasslands, open prairies, and some urban areas throughout the U.S., 
now face a rapidly declining population. This is now going to be an endangered species. What? The bumblebee? Come on now. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It's not going to be endangered. It's going to be protected. Oh, okay. So according to this now, in New York, they have declined 99%. In the Midwest and the Southeast, population numbers have dropped by more than 50%. So they are just um, moving south, southwest. Okay, so great. They're here. Because I know I still see bumblebees here in the great state of Texas. So great. Move out. Go back to where you came from. Get out of here, okay? But anyway, just and when you see... The American bumblebee. Yeah, the American bumblebee. The yes, jumping the gun all the time. She wants to just keep talking about it. I got it. Okay, it's a bumblebee. It's the American freaking bumblebee. Yeah, I got it. Okay, enough. Ah, okay. So, just know that you should pet them and make them feel good, and they, you know, there could be an endangered or protected species very, very soon. I think the queen is about ready to die. I know. And for those of you listening here in America... And saying to yourself, so? She's queen, the queen. That's Queen Elizabeth. Don't give me your, so? That's why we left them to not have to worry about the royals. I know. I got it. But I don't want to see the queen go. Most importantly, I don't want to see the queen go because uh, Charlie's going to be in charge then. And oh boy. Oh boy. So now... I mean, the queen was, we had the story a a week or so ago where they advised her to drop her daily cocktail. Uh, I don't know how big the cocktail was for the queen every day, but maybe it's like, uh, maybe you ought to cool off on the pitcher of booze every night, little bet. What do you think? I don't know. I just, I don't know how big of the cocktail it was. Apparently they claim that she's, that's her evening drink. Usually a martini. Oh, okay. Yeah, my. You know what? I grew up with a lot of guys that had an evening drink that was a pitcher, a booze, made of. One guy, one one friend of mine's dad, he'd come home every night, and that pitcher of martinis. I mean, he blended that bad boy every night, man. It would just be laid out. You know, he owned a uh, a shoe store. Uh, what's the shoe? Gosh darn it, uh, Buster Brown. He owned a Buster Brown store. I'll never forget. I love that guy. He was such a great guy. But every night, man, every night, picture of booze passed out on the sofa. My other friend, a bunch of drunks, man. My other friend, he would come home from work every day. Mary, did you get my beer? And he would just sit there and get hammered and pass out every night. You'd walk. You'd walk. He'd be in the living room. 
He just passed out. And he'd get up, work every day, though. Worked every day. The wife didn't work, had six kids. They all went to school. They all got fed. They all got dressed. I mean, say what you will. But the man worked every freaking day, man. Now, I don't know what kind of life. I mean, you know, he'd sit there at the kitchen table drinking his beer, listening to Michigan football on the radio on Saturdays, just smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. And he's downstairs. We come to the house. Hello. Hey, Mr. Guy, how you doing today? Downstairs. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> Give me a bum a cigarette. Buy your own. I love this guy. I mean, so I don't know how much the queen is drinking. I don't know that the queen is, I don't know, like the foundry workers <laughs> that I grew up with. But, you know, it's possible. The queen is just hammered every night. Wandering. If you lived at where she lived, wouldn't you be hammered every day? Anyway, she just canceled an event. And it was an attendance at this uh, COP26, COP26, which is, you know, a climate conference. And she just got done. And she just got done saying that people weren't doing enough. She was pissed. Charlie's been in her ear, man, talking about climate change and what's happening. So she's you know, all big on climate change. So if she wasn't sick, uh, she'd be at the climate thing. Don't you think? I mean, so it's close. It's, it's sad. It's sad that it's close. Because we had even, I mean, the whole family, Prince William just said something. I mean, he's and he's in line to be king. And I like him and everything, but he just got done talking about how the billionaire space race you know, we should be repairing here on Earth and spending all the money, you know, on the next place to live off the planet. Um, no? How about you don't get to choose that? Oh, you do because you're king. Never mind. <laughs> That's why we don't like you anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. So? <laughs> I mean, the days of the monarchy. The thing is, Chuck might be in trouble. If you really think about it now, when the queen dies, does the monarchy go on? Does Prince Charles get to be king? I mean, he will be, they may find him in a forest. If they, if the queen dies and England says the monarchy's done, have a nice day. Here's your, take your, take 20 million, go live in your castle and get out of here. But anybody else, all these kids and everything, nah, you're done. I mean, Prince Charles will. They'll find him in a forest. Man, he's been waiting to be king forever. And he gets that. Holy cow. That would be a nightmare for, you know, Charles. <laughs> I don't want to see him found in a forest, but it would be worth seeing him, the frustration that would bring him because and he's struggled his whole life. Mom not giving up the throne. He's next in line to be king. And he's, you know, what? He's 100 now. Mom's 200. He's hanging in there. I mean, he could die first. You don't know. Charles could, you know, tip over today. I mean, then we'd ought to question William if that happens. But just saying. Anyway, so uh, William is just as bad as dad and grandma. They're all freaking nightmares. A good thing Harry left. He's 
freaking new trying to be American royalty as it is. And speaking of, did you see where uh, Blue Origin? Now everybody, you know, SpaceX and we've got NASA with the Artemis missions. But Blue Origin just unveiled that they're going to launch a thing called Orbital Reef. I know. God. Weightlessness. Oh, Jesus. No, I'm not. It's not that kind of orbital reef. Stop. But I will say that when we talk about space, okay, okay. Orbital reef. A blue origin. When we talk about space, I mean, we do have to. God. Weightlessness. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know if any of that's going to be happening on Orbital Reef or not, but it's a private space station that's going to be used as a mixed-use business park by 2025. Well, I'm sorry, between 2025 and 2030. That's what Blue Origin is claiming. That's what Bezos is claiming. So Orbital Reef is apparently we're supposed to think of it as a starship we work. Oh, where are you working today? Oh, I'm going up to Orbital Reef. I just need a little time off planet. When that can happen, I'm all for it. But if I have to wait for the clouds to pass, it's not going to happen. Okay, you're not going to be able to. Oh, I was going to go off planet, but there was wind. Oh, no. Oh, no. Damn. So I guess there's other private space stations that are also in the works. Uh, NanoRacks company a space startup called nanoracks announced plans to replace nasa's orbital laboratory with its star lab station in 2027 axiom plans to launch a module to attach to the iss in 2024 which will eventually separate it from the station we've got china has got their station up there now i mean we're gonna have plenty of stuff flying around up there Best time ever to come up with space trash cleanup. Million dollar idea from chewing the fat. Have you done it yet? Have you done your startup yet? I know. I know. I don't want to talk to the mob either, but we may have to. Because we're going to need somebody to clean up the trash up there. There's satellites orbiting the globe. We're going to have that stuff's got to go. Man, it's got to go. Because if we're going to have... We work off-planet stations. We're not going to want to be worried about running into wayward satellites orbiting the globe, are we? I don't think so. I don't think so. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.